It's time to decide. You must choose your subscription box. Do you want fluffy, fuzzy things? Do you want a watch that you'll barely even wear? How about more collectibles to fill the shelves in your room? No! You don't want that. You want horror movies, and you want them on DVD. No, you want them on Blu-ray. Well, buddy, it must be an omen, because here I am, and here's HorrorPack.com. Join HorrorPack.com for $19.99 a month and get three killer DVD movies plus one exclusive. Or join up for $24.99 a month and get three Blu-ray blood soakers and an exclusive each month. There, now you've made up your mind. Or I have. HorrorPack.com for the best scare anywhere. Still working on getting crap off my hands. Well, I'll give you a paper towel. I did. And then I opened up the bagel. I don't understand the appeal of everything bagels. They're tasty. I don't think so. I do. And everything bagels looks like they dropped the bagel on the floor. Right, that's why they're tasty. I had one with cat hair in it last week. It's great. No, you didn't. Otherwise, you'd still be in bed sick. <laughs> Everybody, it's time for another Achievement Rally, the podcast. I sound a little bit better, not a whole lot, but good enough. So, I have no idea what we're doing this week, uh, just like I haven't known for the past month. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achievement Rally, the podcast. We'll see you at the end. Bye. Second, you will. There it goes. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Turn it back on. It went to sleep. Oh. So, hey guys. Hey Larry. How you doing? I'm, I'm better than you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not saying much. It's enough. I got purple drink. Congratulations. It's in the purple drink. Purple. It's just Kool-Aid. But it's purple Kool-Aid. Therefore, purple drink. There you go. Um, I got another fun... Top 10 yay list here. Hmm. Top 10 what? Uh, it is the top 10 oldest fast food chains in the world. In the world! <laughs> fast food chains? Fast food chains. 
In the world! In the world! <laughs> so, I was looking these up just a little before you got here. Because, um, like I had said before, I wanted to know about the oldest hot dog, I mean, uh, hot hamburger joint. And then I was like, huh, I wonder what the oldest restaurants in the world are. So I topped in oldest fast food chains. Okay. Just left it at that. So um, I got this thing from the facts catalog. There are kids outside. Yeah, kids live here. Mm. And uh, so number one. Number one. Well, I wasn't waiting for that. I was belching. I know but, it's covering. No. So number yeah, one. giving it away, Larry. Hey, no worries. Uh, the first automated coffee chain in the world, Horn and Heart. Automated coffee chain? Wait a minute. No, was, I want to know now. Well, you will if you'd shut up. Was established in... Eight, we don't have a show. 1888 in Philadelphia by Joseph Horn and Frank Hart. They were instrumental in popularizing fresh brewed coffee... And over the years, gradually extended their menu and opened multiple... So what? The, the big thing back then was, like, old brewed coffee? Well, no. It was brewed at home. You'd have some. You'd leave. And then when you got to work, someone had already brewed it, so it was just... Or there was already coffee there, or you had to use instant of some sort. What year is this? 1888. They had instant coffee in 1888? They had dried coffee. The uh, In the Civil War, they had coffee. Well, that was one of their rations. They might have had to crush the beans. I'm not sure, but... Needless to say, <clears throat> they opened it up. And they, op they opened multiple chain restaurant chains over the world. And the restaurant that they opened was the Automat. Huh. See? I told you I was going to get to it. It started as a small coffee shop in Philly. Uh, over a decade, they opened about a half dozen shops throughout the country. Then they expanded... And they, the owners were also instrumental in launching the first automat, in air quotes, mm -hmm. dubbed as a waiterless restaurant, also in air quotes, in 1902. So, But these things, now, they died out mostly here. There's a few still in New York. They've rebuilt a few. They're more modern. Mm -hmm. But in, uh, in Japan, these things are balls-of-the-wall crazy. They've got them... Everywhere. Kind of like 7-Eleven here is stop in and get a beef jerky, leave. 7-Eleven there is stop in and get a, well, everything you're going to need to eat for the next week and a half. Uh, because they're basically grocery stores over there. Um, which is makes me wonder why we can't do something cool like that here. But whatever. Like large vending machines. Yeah, they're very, well, they're the size of a building. So yes, you throw in a couple of bucks. They had one when the golden dollars was out. All they would take was the golden dollar. And they quickly folded. No, they just changed. They just, literally, they just went in like twisted a dial and then they took whatever. A lot of them take uh, like the paper, uh, in America, take paper money or credit cards. Number two, Yoshinoya is the oldest Japanese food chain and originated in 1899 in Tokyo. They're famous for serving their traditional gish, gish, dish, uh, gyudon, a, uh, you don't know me anymore. 
Very popular over there. A bowl of rice topped with thin slices of beef and onion, simmered in a mildly sweet sauce. The chain gradually increased to 1,200 restaurants That's a lot. in Japan, and then 700 outside of Japan. That's pretty cool. Let's say in 1899, it was run as a family fish shop in Tokyo. They were in service, they had been in service for 117 years, and they're still committed to serving tasty, cheap, and fast food to its customers. Hmm. Uh, let's see, the company's famous for Guillaume Yes, Guidon Bowl, Beef Bowl, signature Japanese dish, and I already explained what it has on it. The sweet sauce is flavored with dashi, mirin, and soy. Hmm. The bowl is topped with a raw or poached egg. Hmm. The Let's see. Over the years, the chains extended their menu by offering over 20 variations of their rice bowl with a choice of toppings. Currently, the chain is located in more than 2,000 locations worldwide. It takes pride in dishing out half a million bowls each day. Hmm. Fucking impressive. That's a lot. It is. It's a lot of bowls. It is a lot of bowls. Hmm. Uh, number three. That's like, that's like more bowls than McDonald's. Well, considering McDonald's doesn't serve any bowls. Mm-hmm. That's not true. They do serve bowls in Hawaii. Oh. Uh, Emmy made mm-hmm. in Japan is in Hawaii right now doing stuff. So she did the 7-Eleven experience there. Oh, I had not watched those yet. Yeah. Too busy watching the Beard Club. Yeah. I'm across the whole thing. Beard. Um, number three. The famous hamburger restaurant chain, White Castle, was established in 1921 in Kansas. They offered sliders, which is what it's now called, priced at a mere five cents, and gradually expanded their empire. Their company was also a pioneer in promoting their brand by offering coupons through newspaper ads. Hmm. I don't know if you knew this, but the reason the building was white and the people wearing all clothing inside was white was so they could show how clean they were. Hmm. But the first White House castle exterior was created in 1927 in Cincinnati. They keep using the word at. That's not right. At Cincinnati? We're doing it at Cincinnati, but it's actually in another city. It's Grammarly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Shortly after Anderson left in 33, Billy moved the headquarters from Wichita to Columbus, Ohio. The restaurant chain was a pioneer in creating an innovative standard uniform model for all of its locations to ensure customers receive the same product and service at every location. The company was also aggressively involved in promoting their fast food chain by offering coupons via newspaper ads. Take our food! Take food! Come on! Like kidnapping people off the street and shoving them into the restaurant. Ah, Here's 10 cents off. Go get a burger. In 2014... Time Magazine declared their iconic signature slider the most influential of all time. The business is currently married, married, managed by the Ingram family and is not franchised. Ooh, still family-owned business. Hmm. To ensure uniformity, currently there are more than 420 chains located inside the United States, with two in Shanghai, but none in Georgia. Well, there's none in. Once you get pat, once you get to Tennessee, it stops because of Crystal for some idiotic reason. Yeah. <sighs> Purple drink. <laughs> Number four, 
1928, the popular fish and chips fast food chain in Britain, Harry Ramsden, was established in a wooden hut in West Yorkshire, New North England. Just some guy out in the shack making fish and chips. Yeah. It's probably a relative of Scruffy's. Mm-hmm. I only do fish and chips. I don't do toilets. Um, oh, that hurt. <clears throat> the shop entered the Guinness Book of World Records in 1952 for selling a whopping 10,000 portions of fish and chips in a single day. Wow. <laughs> Out of that little wooden shack, that's nigh on. Makes you wonder what was going on that day. <laughs> I don't know. Bring me a bucket. <laughs> Bring me a bucket, we'll throw them. Let's see. Uh, that's that's impressive. He sold the chain to Eddie Stokes, an experienced caterer, for thirty-seven thousand five in British sterling. It was reported there were long queues, and the chain had employed over a hundred employees to cater to the demands of the crowd. Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher visited the fast food chain in '83, along with her entourage. No, you have to have one of those. Yes. And then Stokes sold it to John Bears in 88 for whopping 3 million sterling, uh, uh, British sterling, uh, pounds sterling. And he promoted the brand aggressively, which led to the establishment of the chain. Currently, the restaurant is owned by Ranjit Bopran, who acquired the chain for 10 million pounds sterling in 2010 and has franchises all over the world, making it one of British longest established restaurant chains. Hmm. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. The 10,000 in 50, what was it, 55, 53? Yeah, 52. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if it's, I mean, I'm thinking Shack is probably as big as this down, as the downstairs here in Studio A. It's impressive as shit, especially if it's like one or two guys. Yeah. <laughs> they just had to dump all the fish. Yeah. <laughs> number five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in 1948, McDonald's, if you don't know that name, you've been living in a cave under a rock in Pripyat. And I'm at Dowell's. <sighs> An American hamburger and fast food chain was created by Richard and Maurice McDonald. The restaurant chain started as a barbecue restaurant, and it did. It was mm-hmm. called uh, it was called McDonald Brothers Barbecue Restaurant. Mm-hmm. But they raid they raider they raider revamped raider. They later revamped their menu, selling chicken bry products. I mean products, milkshakes, burgers, breakfast items, desserts, and soft drinks. It's also the second largest private employer and has thirty six thousand nine hundred chains around the world. That's a lot. That's impressive as shit. So, uh, dubbed, oh, I already read that part. I don't like how they, they, oh, here we go. Uh, the brothers produced huge quantities of food at low prices, introducing self-service concept by eliminating the need for waiters. A yeah, sales. That's the second time I've heard that. Yep. Yeah. What do these people got against waiters? Uh, a salesman, Ray Kroc, mm-hmm. observed the potential of the business and requested a franchise. The first McDonald's franchise was inaugurated in 55 in Illinois. And over the years, has seen phenomenal success through its offerings, such as the Big Mac, Egg McMuffin, Happy Meals, and their not-so-famous chicken nuggets. <laughs> their iconic clown, Ronald, was introduct- introduced 
introduced introduced in '63. What's going on with you today? I, I don't know. I'm trying to read too fast. And became synonymous with the wet fast food chain. And also, Ronald McDonald was Willard Scott. That's right. The world's the world's most beloved weatherman. Yeah, thirty nine thousand nine hundred locations around the world. That's that. I, I yeah. I can't even picture that. I think they, I think they might make it. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. There's a lot of burger joints out there. I know there are. Uh, number six. In 1948, the Snyder couple established the iconic first drive-through restaurant concept, which eliminated long queues and ensured quick service in California. It's called Arnold's. Nope. Arnold's. Why would it be called Arnold's? Is it driving? Is it? Oh, Arnold's from yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was Milwaukee though. No, the first one was in California. That was a franchise. Ah, the In and Out Burger is a regional fast food restaurant. You're thinking of Al's. Is a regional fast food chain and refused the franchise option to maintain its consistency and quality. Maintain their grip on the yeah corporate name. So Harry and Esther Snyder opened the first In-N-Out Burger in '84. I mean '48. Yes, I know. The restaurant was touted as the first drive-through restaurant where speakers speakers where customers placed their orders via a two-way speaker system. That's kind of cool. The fast food chain offers an original menu and a secret menu. For customers who want to experience a new culinary adventure. Well, the, how do you access the secret menu? You just basically tell them I want this. The employees are compensated well. In turn, bringing out exceptional and positive hospitality from them. The owners are known for added quirky touches such as printing biblical scripture under burger wrappers and cups and planting crossed palm trees at each location. Why would I, I? That makes me not want to eat there now. Oh, you're going to throw your religion at me. Congratulations. No, you're going to have your religion covered in ketchup and mustard. Not if they have crossed palms. Uh, okay, so, number seven. Those are probably covered in ketchup and mayo, too. Number seven? No, the crossed palms. Oh. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Formerly known as... Dunkin' Donuts. You don't know this one? Dunkin' Donuts. Well... Formerly known as Kettle Dunkin's Donut. Oh, Kettle Donuts Dunkin'. I changed it too. Yeah. An American multinational coffee company and quick service restaurant founded by William Rosenberg (laughs) in Quincy, Massachusetts in 1950... It's one of the largest coffee and baked good chains in the world, serving donuts, bagels, and baked good, along with a variety of hot and cold beverages. Sandwiches. Well, now. Uh, let's see. Uh, it started as a coffee quick service chain restaurant by Rosenberg. Uh, it is constantly revamping their menu by incorporating more food items. Mm-hmm. Yes, otherwise they'll go out of business. Because they're not Krispy Kreme. Yeah, well, and they're not like one of these niche donut places that are just phenomenal. Uh, In 63, the company launched its 100th chain 
and recorded a phenomenal rise in popularity. After reaching a significant milestone, the chain introduced their iconic treats and started incorporating new flavors. The company is also famous for its donuts and freshly booed coffee. I do like their freshly booed coffee. Ooh. <laughs> well, that's good. Making it an ideal snack for people who just want to grab a quick diabetes. And has been estimated the shop smell, smells sells approximately 1.9 billion cups of tea and coffee each year. I don't think I've ever heard anybody going to Dunkin' Donuts for tea. That's because we're Americans. And the, uh... There are 17,000 chains located all around the globe. Yeah, they don't get up and make their donuts anymore like they used to advertise. Yeah. I'm the make, no, they haven't done that in, God, 20, more than 20 years now. Number eight. I like Krispy Kreme. I don't like Krispy Kremes. You're weird. We've already figured that part. In 1952, this is number eight, Colonel Harlan Sanders. Ooh. Colonel Harlan Sanders. Ooh. Launched the world famous American fast food restaurant chain, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Because he didn't launch KFC, he launched Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm -hmm. That specializes in selling fried chicken. <laughs> no. That specializes in donuts. <laughs> Well, that specializes in spaghetti. Specializes in keep trying to make funky new flavors of chicken that just don't work. Oh, that ugh, Georgia honey was nasty. And then, I mean, yeah, the Nashville hot was good, but it was just the, the it's just grease on top of chicken. It was just. Uh, uh, I love their chicken strips, but just leave them alone. Yeah, make them spicy. That's fine because no. you just throw that into the batter. Leave it alone. The company is the world's second largest chain after Mickey D's with almost 20,404 locations globally. That's a good number. It is. it is. He opened his first franchise in 1952 in Salt Lake City, Utah. The colonel had started cooking in the 30s at a gas filling station and opened his first franchise later. It was called Sanders Court Cafe and Cafe. And it was in Asheville. Well, this the one they're showing is in Asheville, North Carolina. They should open a new one of those. They should, honestly. Like, the, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A keeps opening up. Dwarf houses. No, specialty restaurants. Oh. Like Truett's and um, yeah, but the Hawaiian one and the pizza one. Yeah, but they only, they're only like available here, and then they usually end up going out of business because people aren't going there for... Pizza, they want Chick fil A. Truett's, I've actually heard, is really good though. Hmm. Me and Austin used to go down there. Good for you. Because, I mean, it was was not far away from where we go. True. But, I mean, they still serve the Chick fil A. I mean, it's, it's a Chick fil A place, it just has extra stuff. Yeah. The company specializes in serving fried chicken using his not very secret anymore secret recipe and coined the phrase finger licking good. Uh, after necessary agreements, the company started its international franchise in England, Canada, and expanded nationally to Florida? They were never in Florida? Mm -hmm. That's weird. The company is currently owned by Yum! 
brand and has more than 20,400 uh, uh, with China com- comprising of nearly 4,563. I thought they were part of the whole KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, that whole thing. I thought it was all uh, done by PepsiCo. Pepsi. Yeah. Well, PepsiCo might be the main because, and then Yum manages them all. I don't Who knows? I don't. Um, I mean, somebody knows because otherwise, yeah, there's a problem. Number nine, in 1953, Keith Kramer, along with his uncle Matthew Burns, Kramer, <laughs> and Burns, come here, Keith, uh, established a burger chain inspired by Mickey D's in Jacksonville, Florida. They procured a special grill machine known as an Insta Boiler, and christened their restaurant. Insta, Insta Burger King. Insta Boiler or Insta Broiler? It says Boiler. It's probably, it's supposed to be Broiler. <laughs> but Plain Boiled Burgers. Ew. But, you know, then again, they're also using at a lot. So. I boiled a roast. You boiled a roast? And christened their restaurant Insta Burger King. <laughs> their, their idea, uh, uh, oh, Okay, so the popular idea was adopted by a pair of Cornell University students, James McLemore and David Edgerton, uh, who purchased... Mac- what? McLemore or McLemore. Maybe it's McLemore. I don't care. Um, who purchased the franchise in 54 in Miami. The students incorporated changes to the boiler and renamed it the Flame Boiler. <laughs> the rest there must, of be, must be some, one more person than this. I worked at, at Burger King. I know it says the somebody, Insta Broiler. Somebody on can it. come in and bought it again and added an R to that, <laughs> and our legend was born. the The restaurant chain was rechristened as Burger Dick. I mean Burger King, and their signature burgers, known as the Whopper, became famous across the nation. The students sold the franchise to Pillsbury, which I did know. Who added an R. <laughs> in 67 for $18 million, Started broiling the burgers. And it emerged as the country's second largest burger chain, only behind Mickey D's. Currently, the restaurant chain is found at more than 15,000 locations all over the world. Uh, that was number nine. 78 of them in Decatur, Georgia. <laughs> and number ten, the final... Frontier. Final, final pickle on this burger. In 1965, Subway was an American privately held fast food restaurant franchise that sold. They sold submarine sandwiches and salads. The company was salads. Salads. Death salads. Gray salads. What? Yes. Uh, By Dr. Peter Buck, a nuclear physicist. See, you thought it was just boring. It is. Subway is one of the fastest growing franchises in the world. and has approximately 42,000 stores located in more than 100 countries, also making it the world's largest fast food restaurant chain. So suck that, McDonald's. Really? Yep. It's because of all those gas station ones. Yeah. And Walmarts, and they can just Mm. go anywhere. It's because it's not... Still restaurants. It doesn't require a lot of space. Nope. That's the problem. That's the problem? We're trying to, you know, subway. We don't want them to take over the world or anything. 
Why not? I could go with Subway sandwiches all the time. You know, breakfast sub, mm-hmm. lunch sub, dinner sub. No variety. Yeah, there would be breakfast, lunch, and dinner subs. And you pick them how you want it. That means no more Earl of Sandwich. Down with Subway. That's what I thought. The city has a quirky history. It was founded by a nuclear physicist. He suggested the idea of opening a sub shop in the, uh, to his college freshman... What? To his college freshman, Fred DeLuca, to help pay his tuition fees, Dr. Buck... So, he basically... The kid says, hey, Doc, I can't make my tuition payments. He says, you should open a Subway shop. You should open a restaurant. Uh, Dr. Buck provided the initial investment of $1,000 and forged a business partnership. And forged another (laughs) 1000 With DeLuca that paved the pathway to the revolution in providing affordable, healthy, and customized made-to-order sandwiches. The first restaurant was opened in Bridgeport. You're never, never going to crack the atom, but you could make a nice sandwich. <laughs> this is amazing. You're dumb as hell, but wow. Um, uh, it was opened in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and became famous for serving healthy, affordable sandwiches made of fresh veggies. The brand name Subway was created for the franchising for franchising in 74 and has seen remarkable growth in revenue. The company has been identified as the world's largest sub-chain with franchises at more than 40,000 locations. Hmm. So there you go. Apparently, Subway is a nuclear sub. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Dick. <laughs> okay, that's all I got. Oh, thank God. Every... <laughs> Apparently all my interesting stuff is... Not, not wanted on the, the podcast. I only want my dumb laugh and silly noises and stuff. It pays the bills. It doesn't pay the bills. I was like, you don't go to Subway for chicken strips. You might. Well, you can go there for chicken strips, but they don't give you any. Yeah, they will. They're on your sandwich. They cut up breasts of chicken into strips and set it on the sandwich. So technically, it's chicken strips. Not really. Yes, it is. All right. So cue uh, nuclear sub music. And there you have it, another Achieving Rally, the podcast in the can and in the garbage, where it deserves to be. Hope you enjoyed it, and hopefully soon enough my throat will get cleared up and I'll be able to do these like a normal human being again. So, for Chris, Mercy in parentheses, and everybody else involved in the show, I'm Larry saying I'm sick and tired of having this hoarse voice. See ya! Colonel Harlan Sanders. Who? Colonel Harlan Sanders. Who?
This episode of Achieving Rally the Podcast has been brought to you by, well, us. <laughs> Here at Achieving Rally the Podcast. Hey there, Achieving Rally the Podcast listeners. I know you've enjoyed us for the last five years. Well, I've got news for you. We're now available on Spotify. That's right, Spotify. Log on to your Spotify account, look at the menu bar along the top, and click on the podcast. Then, search for Achieving Reality, the podcast. It's amazing. Now there's multiple ways to listen to my wackiness and Chris's snark. Achieving Reality, the podcast, now on Spotify. Go ahead, take a listen. I changed it too. Yeah.